All right, I want to talk about Ser versus Estar because it's not something that I just got right away when I started learning Spanish. It took me like a really long time actually to feel comfortable with it. So if you're learning the difference between Ser and Estar, which means to be in English, there's two different verbs for that in Spanish, uh, you're in good company because I struggled a lot with it too. It wasn't honestly until a long time after I started learning Spanish to where I actually felt like, okay, I'm, I'm confident with this stuff. I think one of the main reasons is because of the way that it's taught in the beginning because if you've been learning Spanish for a little while, you've probably heard people say that said is for permanent and then estar is temporary. It's like, okay, but that doesn't really help me because if anything, it just confuses me even more. Instead, what I recommend you doing, and this is something that I always talk about inside of my Master Spanish Verbs program, is that said and estar, you should learn the situations that trigger each one individually. And then you can use that temporary versus permanent thing as kind of like a guide to check your work if that makes sense what i'm just going to do is get into some different situations when to use ser versus estar the good thing is that estar there are less situations so you can kind of go about it that way like okay if i know it's not estar then it must be ser that's one way of looking at it but anyways i'm going to be using the pdf guide uh, from my master spanish verbs program if you're interested in that go and check out the um, michaelharperspanish.com for more info but I'm going to get into it. So said, I'm just going to go down the uses of said first, and then we'll get into estar. Said is for time and date, which is pretty simple because that's something that we can do every day in practice. Just like tell the time. Oh, okay. What time is it? Son las once. It's, it's 11 o'clock. Or if you ask the question, que hora es? What hour is it? Like what time is it? That's using said as well. But I wouldn't even worry about like, oh, there's a difference between said and the start when it comes to that. Just memorize how to say what time it is, and then you'll be fine. But if you're talking about where you're from or your nationality, this is something that can't be taken away from you. So think about said as something that defines you. Like, what are you? That's said. Que eres? What are you? So when I say where I'm from, that's what I am. Nothing's ever going to change that, which is why it's permanent, technically. De donde eres is how you ask, where are you from? And if I want to say, I'm from the United States, it would be, soy de los Estados Unidos. I'm from the United States. Which brings me to my next point, which is an occupation or your career. Like, what are you? What is it that you do? Again, that's something that defines you. It's who you are. No, no one can take that away from you. Let's say that I am a doctor. And I want to say, I am, remember, am is B, which is said or estar. I am a doctor. It would be, soy doctor. If she is a lawyer, you could say, ella es abogada. She is a lawyer. All right. Now, if you're describing, like, what somebody is, again, we're still describing what defines someone. Like, if I wanted to say, he is a man. It would be, él es un hombre, or ella es una mujer, would be, she is a woman. If you were to be like, we are human, it's, nosotros somos humanos. If you're like, you are a dog, eres un perro. Again, things that define you, things that's never going to change, that's ser. Which is why, if you ever want to talk about what something is also made of, like, let's, I've got this on my desk for some reason. If I were to say, this is of plastic or this is made of plastic you could say es de plástico it is 
plastic. If you were to take a piece of paper and be like, esto es papel, it's like, this is paper. You can't change that. If you have something in your possession, like it's yours, it is yours. Again, no one can take that away from you unless they were to steal it from you. But it is yours. For example, uh, if I have a phone and I want to say this is my phone, you can say es mi teléfono. It wouldn't make sense to say está mi teléfono. If you were to say está mi teléfono, it sounds like you're saying where your phone is, like a location, which we'll get into in a second. But if it is yours, again, if it describes you, if it is what you are, or if it, if no one can take it away from you, it is ser. Which is why no one can take away a relationship from you if, if, if it is your brother, if it is your mother, if it is your wife or whatever it is, whoever it is, no one's going to take that away from you. Which is why if you were to say, we are brothers, it's somos hermanos, we are brothers. Ella es mi esposa, she is my wife, that's what she is. Now, I want to get into estar, but there's one last point I want to make with ser, and this is where people can get confused a little bit with the difference between ser and estar. This is a minor difference, but if you're talking about where an event is taking place, you're going to use ser. This confuses people because normally estar is for location. Like if you're saying, where is the office? It's like, oh, La oficina está ahí. The office is there using estar. But if you're saying that the meeting or the class is in the office, let's say the class is going to take place in the office. If you're talking about where something or an event is going to take place, you're going to use ser. Because again, no one can take that away from you. Like that's what it, where it is. That's just the way it is. La clase es en la oficina. If you don't get that right, though, it's not as a big of a deal as the other places. Like if you say, la clase está en la oficina, technically it's not right, but it doesn't really sound too bad to a native speaker. So I don't want you to stress about that, but if you want to be perfect, that's something to keep in mind. Now let's get into using ser and, I'm sorry, let's get into using estar now. We went over ser. If you're talking about an emotion or your mood, again, this is something that's going to change. Like maybe I'm happy right now. But I'm not going to be happy forever. Uh, there's going to be times where I'm sad. The same thing. When I'm sad, I'm not always going to be sad, hopefully. So if I want to say, for example, I'm tired, that's an emotion or a mood, a state or condition. Estoy cansado. I am tired. Estamos muy felices. We are very happy, like right now. If you were to say, though, we are happy people, we're describing what kind of people we are. That would be ser. If I were to say, somos personas felices, it's saying like, in general, we're happy people. That's who we are. That's where you would use ser. But if you're like, estamos felices de verte, like we're happy to see you, that's estar because that's just temporary. Physical locations, I kind of mentioned this already, but physical locations is always going to go back to estar. Like if I want to ask, where is Pablo? Donde está Pablo? If I'm like, hey, I'm in the park, it's estoy en el parque to say I am in the park. And the last use of estar is just whenever you're using the present continuous tense or the past continuous tense, whatever you're using. Basically, when you're saying that you are doing something, 
I am something, something. For example, I am cooking would be estoy cocinando. Whenever you have the I am followed by a verb in English that ends in ing, that's the present continuous. Or if you're saying, hey, she is singing, ella está cantando. That's another use of estar. You're never going to use ser to talk about that because if you're doing something again, you're not always going to be doing that thing as technically temporary. I really hope that this cleared things up a lot for you guys um, on the differences between said and estar. Again, it, it, it's going to take time. So your biggest takeaway from this would be that don't strive for perfection because you're never going to get it right off the bat. In fact, I encourage you to just say whatever. The first thing comes into your mind, whether it's said or estar, spit it out and then make that mistake if it is a mistake and let people correct you. If someone corrects you, great. If someone doesn't, you're like, oh, maybe I said it right. And you just keep on going with that because it's not something that you're going to get right in the beginning. It takes muscle memory. It literally takes muscle memory to get this down where eventually saying it wrong is just going to sound wrong in your head. I remember my fourth grade teacher for English told me if it sounds stupid, it's wrong. And that stuck with me for some reason in English. And eventually you'll get to the point where that's what it feels like in Spanish. Or if it just sounds weird, it's probably wrong. But you have to just practice, make those mistakes. Remember, there's Hispanic. Hispanic just means Spanish speaking, by the way. There's Hispanic babies that make mistakes with said and estar. It's just something that happens. So you're not alone. You know, and even native speakers, when they're little, little kids, make these mistakes. And you're basically like a little baby learning Spanish right now. So try to act like one. Make those mistakes. Have fun with it. And don't stress over it. People, the biggest mistake I see my students make is that they stress way too much over said and estar. If you are interested in learning Spanish and learning how to conjugate these crazy verbs within just three months, meaning that you get the most difficult part of learning Spanish out of the way, meaning that now you can practice and form sentences in any tense possible and say whatever the heck you want to say, I encourage you to check out my Master Spanish Verbs in 90 Days program. You can go to michaelharperspanish.com and then find the link to get more info about that. That being said, thank you for watching. Be sure to follow, download this podcast so that you're notified every time I make a new episode. Or if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm going to be making tons more content. Check me out on Instagram at Michael Harper Spanish. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.